When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Who coming at you from the stop motion play field of the great minds of Henry Selleck and a bunch of other stop motion animators because we're here to talk about the latest and the greatest from Netflix. It is Wendell and Wild. Yes, folks, we're here to talk about the latest from Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele. Wendell and Wild, new film that just dropped on Netflix, and it definitely is trying to evoke the vibes of great stop motion animation of the past, uh, including that of Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, etc., etc. And we're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about it. Uh, with me, as always, is Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, are you excited to talk about Wendell and Wild? Yeah, I, I would say I am pretty excited to talk about this movie. Um, I think it has its fair share of problems, uh, which we'll get into. Uh, and, and maybe there are problems that only I had with it. Maybe talking it out, maybe I can get an explanation on why certain things were done the way that they were. Um, but... I think overall, uh, I, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I, I like, I love the medium that this film comes from. I love stop motion of uh, films because I feel like you have to have a passion to really do a film in this style because you it 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 can't be half-hearted. It can't be have it can't be a cash grab. It can't be half-hearted. You have to have a vision and a dream to like make whatever you want become reality for a type of film like this. Uh, a good example that I always like to think of is um uh Kubo and the two strings. Sure, Kubo. Did, did you see Kubo before? I never seen it all the way through, but I've heard great things and I've read up on it. Yes. I love I'm Kubo. I'm aware of Kubo. Yes. I love 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 Kubo. Um again, another film in that genre in the stop motion genre. Um and I'm sure we'll touch on some of the past works of this uh of this director cuz like you said he did come from a nightmare before christmas fame, uh James and the Giant Peach. Yes. Coraline. Uh, it, I like the nightmare one uh the fiasco a lot more because you know everyone's like that's Tim Burton, right? Tim Burton, Tim Burton, which it, it is such a shame because this man directed that movie, but his name is hardly ever attached to it. But now when you see a movie that 
mimics the Nightmare Before Christmas, um, like uh, I guess theming. You your your mind automatically goes to oh yeah Tim Burton right Tim Burton yeah Tim Burton Cor- Corpse Bride oh yeah Tim Burton right Th- that one was actually Tim Burton that one was actually Tim Burton okay. <laughs> so yes okay. that to his credit that one was him yes um I just I just find it hilarious I wonder how this guy feels at, at least it's only that movie that typically is like oh yeah that's the Tim Burton one I I, I don't see people ever watching. Uh, uh, watching James and the Giant Peach and saying, is that a Tim Burton film? Well, I feel, you know, and this kind of is a great starter for, you know, our discussion of Wendell and Wilde. It is that effect, though. Tim Burton's name is attached to Nightmare Before Christmas. He was the producer and he was the writer. But Henry Selleck's name, you know, he's the director. He's the guy leading the charge and the hey we got a sculpt 200 plus jackheads uh <laughs> with all these different emotions we gotta this is how we're gonna get the shot this is how the set's gonna look for this piece you know even so yes he directed that james as you said core line those are his big ones even if you don't know that tim burton didn't direct any of those movies his name is always going to be attached to any kind of project. Yeah, like you said, remotely resembling that of Nightmare Before Christmas. So the problem is Henry Selleck's name is not known, period. Not to, it's not a household name. Mainstream, mainstream audiences right. don't, yeah. It, right, it's not a mainstream name. And you got to give credit where credit is due. This guy has been doing this forever. And as you said, Stop motion animation is a fucking nightmare. I can imagine. Ooh, ooh, look at oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah. That was good. That was that, good. That was pretty good. And given the 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 day that we're recording this, the 31st, it's October. Halloween. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Look at that. Didn't even think about that. We're spot on. Oh, we're we're on it. We're on it. But yeah, it's just um Henry Selleck. He's um he's killing it. Um are you are you, so I, I love Nightmare, definitely big on Nightmare. Definitely love James and the Giant Peach. I, I can I could definitely say I'm not big on Coraline. So you know, that being his last project, I wasn't necessarily like jumping for joy when I heard about this film, Wendell and Wild. Are you on that same page, or where where's your mindset when you first heard about this project? I mean. I like I mentioned earlier, I just hearing about the project and knowing the medium that it's in, which is stop motion. I'm like, I'm I'm already excited for it to a certain degree. Um, that being said, you know, with with this guy's past works, I'll be honest, I Nightmare Before Christmas, I probably saw a handful of times as a kid. I have not seen it as an adult from beginning to end. Um same goes for James and the Giant Peach. I James and the Giant Peach, I think I watched a lot more as a kid than Nightmare. But I'm telling you, the last time I saw it was like uh <laughs> I um it the movie was still on VHS. That was hundred okay. <laughs> percent the last time I saw James and the Giant Peach. Sure. Um and then Coraline, I've never seen Coraline from beginning to end. I, oh, I, really? I would see right, I would see bits and pieces every now and then throughout the years, but I never sat down beginning to end watch Coraline. What I do know about Coraline though, 
a lot of people stand Coraline. Oh like, yeah. For the community and stop motion and um, you know, for for this director's work, people really hype up Coraline. For better or worse, I I'm assuming it was his, you know, it was his last work uh before this movie. Maybe that's the reason why it was the hyped up film compared to his other ones, which is James and Nightmare. But I, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen Coraline fan pages, Coraline stands. Like it's 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 really crazy. But um uh yeah, Coraline have not seen it from beginning to end. So for this one, I, I was excited from the medium also because of you know Jordan Peele's name attached ah, to the project. Yes. Yes. So we we know Jordan Peele. Um, you know he's attached to a lot of these. Uh, I feel like he has a unique way of like telling horror, uh, yes. in his own films. Uh, you know we have Get Out, Us, Nope. Uh, so because I was gonna be now translated into um this stop motion horror movie penned by the guy that gave us Nightmare and all these other stop motion films, just that combination alone, that combo, I'm like, wow, that that could be very, very interesting. I, I mean, I want to see what, what happens with that. And let me tell you something I find the most interesting about this all is that they have been, this movie has been in production since I think about 2015. That's, yes. That's yes. two years before Get Out. Jordan Peele... Jordan and uh, Keegan-Michael Key are brought on to this project to, I, I think at first just to be voice talents because uh, coming off the hype of Key and Peele. Oh, so they're okay. Like, okay. Yeah, they want to just bring these guys on yeah. as the leads, Wendell and Wild, uh, which they I think they do a pretty standard, pretty good Jordan Peele duo yeah, shtick. as much as you can here. want, right. Yeah, right, right. Not Not crazy over the top, but personality it's there's personality and then i i guess amid the production jordan peele steps in as co-screenwriter and because this is all from him henry selick i guess henry selick's got a bunch of ideas he's just never published and so right. uh this idea is you know his and jordan peele comes on and helps write the whole screenplay so i think it's crazy is that it's a credit to jordan peele's talent and ability but this was technically before Jordan Peele blows up in the right. genre of horror. So right. Just kind of cool. It is. And I think, I mean, we haven't even talked about the film itself yet. I find that hilarious. We have <laughs> but, not, we have not, but, but I, I think, I think it's important to lay out that groundwork for how long this film has been in production technically. Cause I think, Maybe that's part of the reason why I have some major problems with the movie itself. Um, we'll get into it, but I feel like when you're in development for that long, I and, and you know, you, you maybe you had an original vision from the beginning. I mean, 2015, what when was that? Like seven years ago at this yes, point, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like things change, development hell is a real thing if things linger on for too long. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I when I did some research onto the film, like how long it was in production for, I did see the 2015 day, and I was like, oh my god, that that probably explains the few issues I have with the movie. Quite, well, quite a I'm bit. curious. I'm curious about your issues. I, I I am not without issue. There are some I have, 
Um, but I'm curious about yours. I, I think, you know, yes, development hell is the thing. I don't know if this was in developmental. I just know these things do take a long time to produce. And no, of they do. They were, uh, yeah. And there was the pandemic at one point too. Stalled it. Right. Um, right. So it's like uh, we don't really know what's going on too behind the scenes and how much that affects the overall outcome. But one thing I will say too about as far as when they bring on Jordan Peele, basically Jordan Peele's name is now synonymous with uh, Tim Burton to the point right. where it's like it holds weight. You hear Jordan Peele, Henry Selick. People are gonna call this Jordan Peele's film, probably. Oh over no, the, that's yeah. They probably are. They, oh. I'm sure they did. I'm I'm sure they did. Wow, but, this man can't catch a break. <laughs> damn it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's it's unfortunate, but it's like you know we we're out here, Henry Selick doing his thing. We're Henry Selick. we're doing our part. We're doing our part, but I find it interesting because now what you got is and i think this is and then we'll talk about the film is that you bring on jordan peele you're going to expect diversity uh you're going to expect as you said he's got a unique sense of horror but i'm a i'm a uh i'm gonna we're gonna talk about this diversity bit i think this film you don't get this film if tim burton's involved you know what you do don't you get like uh like like with the diversity is that what you mean yes yes oh okay oh wait is there is it that thing about tim burton uh yes uh, what what go ahead what Just, is it he's oh god i guess a, they asked him you know what's what's with the lack of diversity in your movies and he was just like uh you know i don't want to do anything to be politically correct <laughs> like he he brings up there was an episode of the Brady Bunch where they adopted an Asian kid. And it's like, well, they're just doing that to meet a quota. He's like, <laughs> uh, so, but he, he's basically saying, you know, I don't go watch black movies and complain about why there's not enough white people in them. Uh, and I'm like, I mean, hearing that, I mean, he got a lot of shit for that. People did right. not let him was <laughs> sit that, with that. Was that from when, um, what 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 interview was that for or, or was that tied to any movie that he i did? i think at the time um was it the alice movie the the not I not not the alice i believe it was um miss peregrine's school I don't uh, that one. it's uh it's uh 2016 i don't think many people saw it um samuel l jackson is the villain in that film. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the one um, diversity check he gets make him the central <laughs> evil in the movie. I mean, I, mean I, I haven't seen it, so I don't even know if it's good or not, but it's like, okay, we finally got some color in here, like in a lead role, but he's the villain. And, right. <laughs> uh, whatnot. Uh, but it, it just, yeah, it was problematic for him to say that. And it does really reflect in a lot of his films. There's just, it's just, not that these are white stories. God, Edward Scissorhand could have been Filipino. Like, oh, he's just, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it yeah. Like, yeah. These are not racially exclusive. But with that said, what we are given here, and we'll get into it more, I don't think you get that with Tim Burton. So... When I heard Jordan Peele's name, I was excited to, you know, just see it based on what are they going to do with this? 
or kind of here's a film that celebrates you know multi multi races multiple races right and whatnot yeah. with you know minorities in the league so i really like that i really like that i definitely like it too um i mean i i like her design alone um oh my god cat cat cat, cat. um i think that was probably the first appeal that i liked about the a film appeal because... appeal oh wow wow appeal <laughs> yes appeal <Yeah. laughs> oh my goodness um yeah i don't know what it was I, I i liked just the combo of the names and the poster of like cat i i liked all the designs in this movie um again that uh, coming from the mind of henry salick you get these type of designs these unique and zany um creatures and devils and like halloween type of um caricatures and it it looks really good it got to a point where you know when we meet wendell and wild um i like i didn't know who first off i didn't even know jordan peele and michael keaton were playing characters in the movie <laughs> michael keaton Keegan Michael Key. Keegan, Key oh Peele. my goodness. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. I didn't know they were playing roles either. I, I had didn't no know idea. that. But before they even opened their mouths, when we saw Wendell and Wilde, like specifically, uh, which one's um Jordan Peele's character? Wendell. Uh, when Wendell. Or, oh, I actually I don't know which one's which. Maybe it's Wild. The one, the one to your right. Yes, uh, looks this just one. like Jordan Peele. It was a spitting. I'm like, oh wow! Before he opens his mouth, I already know this is Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan Peele is going to be voicing this character, and the skinny, taller-looking uh, <laughs> character is definitely Keegan Michael. It, it, it does look like him too. It does look like him too. Uh, he's bald, you know. Right. They, they did their work. They did their homework. They look good. They like... look good. They look good. Um. But yeah, you know, just the designs, the caricatures of like all these people, it it looks really, really good. Um, it looks good. But um, yeah, uh, what were you were you attached to the plot of the story? Like, like what do you think overall? Okay, overall, okay. Uh, all right, I I always appreciate you know uh, films like Coraline, uh, Nightmare. Uh, Corpse Bride, you know, they kind of make horror fun for kids or just, you know, they do horror not in such a such an overly dark tone to where a kid can watch it. It's approachable, so yeah. Right, it's approachable. So I always like that about them. I'm, I've only watched Coraline maybe once in my life and I was like, I, I don't need this again. I was very... <laughs> wow. I was very I was very creeped out. I was very creeped out by very creeped the out the buttons, the button eyes. Oh, the button eyes. The okay. other mother and uh, so. With that said, I I I, lo I love stop motion, but I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of this genre of horror, which is I, I appreciate it. So with that said, with this film, it still falls, I guess, short for me as far as. Uh, as far as uh, did I enjoy it? Yes, and there are things that I enjoyed. I am okay having only watched this once. Uh, you don't need to watch it again. You're like, okay, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to watch it again. If someone wants to watch it, I will watch it with them. But I won't be like, hey, let's go watch. Right, uh, 
Right. Which is fine because again, I, like the things we're gonna talk about, I think are great aspects of the film. I just like, this is just, you know, it's not my favorite genre, but you know. Uh, so yeah, overall I'm like, I enjoyed it, but I'm not like jumping for joy about it. Uh, I guess, shoot, the same thing with Nightmare. I like the music of Nightmare. Then I actually like the whole movie. Um. <laughs> there there are, yeah. I, I think with a film like this, you do something. There are things that, that they do really, really well. And that's probably the one aspect I'm going to praise to the moon and back, which like for me, for me, it's 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 the aesthetic. I love the designs. I love the aesthetic. Movie. Yes. I, I love like I, I like the characters. I like the the monsters and the creatures and uh but where it loses me is the plot. The plot okay. it, let, let let's get into that plot. Like what? I I agree. It's a little all over the place. Um I mean, it starts on that dark note. Um cat inadvertently causes the car to crash. Uh her parents die. Uh, so there goes the central kind of let's move the main character from this nice little girl to now she's a hardened badass and right. in and out of in and out of juvie punk rocker uh which is you know a portrayal you don't see for like black leads most so i i like that aspect too they're showing um there's many shades of blackness right so i really right. like that um she's this the town she grew up in is now being like overthrown by this these rich clax corp clax corp and the <laughs> uh the claxon family um and they're trying to build a prison and run everybody out of town a and private prison and funnel the school the children of the school into the prison <laughs> break the cycle break the um, cycle program right and so um i guess i guess that's the, the 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 basic human plot enter wendell and wild they are what subject to their demons their demon brothers right uh, they are tasked to regrow their father's hair lord buffalo beelzebub the uh, yes <laughs> voiced by ving rames and they who, have who dream... else does he voice who else that's cope that's cobra bubbles cobra bubbles from lilo oh, and stitch oh okay 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 got it got it i was or like I, I know this voice i know marcellus wallace from pulp fiction marcellus oh okay the guy or uh yeah that guy Lu <laughs> luther luther from the mission impossible franchise Oh. Same old Ethan. Same right. old Ethan. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's that's him. Uh, and what they want to they want to build a park, an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, the only the only way they can build it is uh, if they go to the land of the living. And but right? to do that, they need a they need a hell maiden. A hell maiden. Right. So now. Now we get the we get the crossing over of you know the human and the supernatural. Cat is a hell maiden. Uh, I don't think they ever explain why she's a hell maiden, but 
they or what a hell maiden is do you know what a hell maiden is no this is one of my problems <laughs> with the film not specifically with hell maiden but like there's just so much thrown at you in yeah. this film that they don't explain or get into like cats a hell maiden what the hell is that what does that mean how, how do you become a hell maiden why was the nun also a hell maiden before that why can she turn into smoke and disappear that was really cool never it explained was, it was cool i liked it and i was waiting for that moment in the movie to explain like so what is she like what is this bs that that, that she does never explained um it, it looked like um what the 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 janitor the janitor was kind of like a play off of um oh my god oh like uh, van helsing type Van Helsing, I was also going to say, um, I forget this guy's name, from Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell's character. Oh, Ash. Ash, Ash, Ash yes. It it, lo it looked like a mix of those people together because he sounded like he was like a demon hunter. Hunter, right. right? Uh, but 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 you never see any of that. Like, like you maybe in like towards the end of the movie, you see a little bit of so it. What they, what they, you, you're right. They throw a lot at you. I, for me, I feel what you have here is some great lore potential. And what they did not do is thoroughly explain that lore within the hour and 46 minutes of this film. So you're either picking up the pieces yourself, connecting the dots yourself, or just really just trying to be like, okay, so this is a thing moving forward. Um, so you yeah, no, I accept it. You have to, you know, don't don't question it. We're on to the next uh segment. We're on to the next. Uh, I, I like how they transition to black to like transition scenes. Like it's um, like a like a Windows Movie Maker project. Like oh, did they do that a bunch? <laughs> they did it a lot. It would be <laughs> where like so like you know how George Lucas has that very cheesy the swipe. Um, the swipe that that's like a Windows Movie Maker <laughs> effect. Yes, it's it's very. A cheap Basic. but but it's it's considered a classic with those type of movies sure. um, with with this they did a lot of here's here's a scene and as the scene winds down we're gonna fade to black and then fade into the next scene the 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 next major scene that's going on i i i mention it because i noticed it i noticed they did it like at least three or four times mostly towards the end of the movie they did it not so much in the beginning in the beginning they actually did it very creatively the way they transition scenes. So like um, if if they're like talking in the classroom and they look up at the sky and it's the end of the scene, they'll show the moon and then the moon will do something like crazy and like switch over to the next scene. And so that, I, I feel that's really part of the aesthetic too. They were really leaning in in those right. moments. Right. I, I liked it when they did it like that. So when they stopped doing that in the latter half of the film, that's what made it that's what made me notice it even more now i'm noticing so you guys were being really creative with these transition scenes but now you're just fading to black at the end of these scenes a minor thing it's not something to like you know gripe on the movie in its entirety but it, something that i notice little things start to add up and i'm like oh man i want to love this film even more but you're, you're busting me smalls you're busting me uh, I I didn't notice. I mean, if any mo things that stuck out to me are like the thing as far as so on the plot thread, just 
these things started converging or we were waiting for all these things to really converge on each other because there was like the characters had all these characters had their own subplot going on you know uh so the the window and wild need to be summoned to the earth by cat she does so they make a deal bring back my parents from the dead and i will bring you to this earth they go back on her they team up with the with the the the, the principal or was it the claxons first um no he he they resurrected they've they've resurrected the principal first who was voiced by um james hong james hong always love james hong he's yes. fantastic in everything that he does um so right they, they resurrect uh him first because that was one of the caveats when wendell and wild came to the land of the living they did not know if the cream which is what's bringing these people back to life the hair is gonna cream. work right, right. So they're like, okay, so we don't know where our hell maiden is. Let's test this cream out on like a fresh grave. Oh, look, there's a fresh grave right here because the Claxons clacked uh, <laughs> um, his character earlier in the movie. So I, I want to come back to that. I'm going. We're gonna come back to that. Okay. Um, okay. Keep. Keep. Go ahead. Keep going. No, but th th that's that's basically it. They oh, resurrect okay. him with the cream and they're like, okay, so this works. We have, like, it, it works. We can now exchange that deal with our Hell Maiden, wherever she is. Right. And so then they get entangled with the Claxons and the Claxons are trying to get the vote for the prison. So they start resurrecting uh, the old council of old delegates council. that could, whatever, vote against uh and then you have cat who you know wants her parents back uh they get resurrected we're i mean we're laying out pretty much all the plot beats but overall i mean they all converge and everybody just teams up against the claxons everybody wendell and wild stop their misguided ways and even their father comes and joins the fray i feel there was just a lot of moving pieces when i feel it may, may maybe it was too many moving pieces i think it was uh, too many I yeah feel like you trim a lot of the fat out of these characters or these um creatures or just these themes that are showcased like i feel like the movie needed to be maybe an hour longer 30 minutes to an hour longer longer it was already an hour and 46 minutes i know i know and, and it blows my mind that you had an hour and 40 minutes introducing all these different things in the film but you still didn't have enough time to like like expand or touch on these things and i get it maybe that wasn't the point maybe it's just to show kind of like what you said earlier like how expansive the world is um in in this mythos like you have all these moving pieces but it just leaves like an empty feeling because i feel like all of them don't mesh together well like kind of like um this is a weird example but like you know how like with game of thrones you have all these different characters going off on their little quests or there's or season eight season eight they <laughs> why are we mentioning season eight damn no because that's what it is it's all these characters had ample time to formulate their own stories and, and we then, made sense of them and then they forced them all together at the end right i feel like that's what's happening in this movie except we don't have that much time with 
all these right, characters. minus that time right minus right. the time that i feel like we needed because i feel like there was potential for characters for me to grow attached to like i feel like i kind of wanted to know more about the nun who is I, I i did not you see this is a problem this nun is voiced by angela bassett it's angela bassett yes <laughs> and, it is and my major problem with that is i i know that queen's voice when i hear it <laughs> I know it like I'm telling you, I know it as soon as I hear it. We did not spend enough time with the nun for me to realize that was Angela Bassett. In Nurse, I mean, nun Helly, right? Sister Helly. Nun Helly, Sister Helly, right. I had no idea that was Angela Bassett until I looked it up. I'm like, wow, that was Angela ba <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. There was not enough time. And that that is that is strike number one against this film this film loses two points because i couldn't tell angela bassett obviously was in the movie i think there's just there's a lot of very interesting things so their relationship uh you know they're both hell maidens cat our main character who's you know obviously going through stuff having lost her parents trying to revive them apparently sister helly went through something similar as a hell maiden but we don't really learn anything about it and then they do that bonding moment and it didn't necessarily resonate because it's like we didn't really get to see them struggle. It was kind of everybody's running around yelling at each other like, don't do this, don't do that. It's like they had a lot of great ideas. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, the more we talk about it, I feel this thing really could have worked as a series. Um, I And this is where I bring up what I said earlier. This film was in production since 2015. I feel like there was some stuff that got lost in the sauce as or they got kept, rushed. That got rushed. It's like, hey, this film has been going on for seven plus years production. Like, I get it. It's stop motion. It takes time. But it's it was 2015 when this happened. Do you remember where you were in 2015? <laughs> I mean, I can I can guess a couple of places, but. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah it, it's a it's a long time it's, it's a, long, a time. long time and i feel like the film overall suffers because of that it's usually when it comes to projects like that whether it be games or movies or shows when they're stuck in production like that for that long it's usually not a good sign not saying that it's it doesn't always lead to something great sometimes things just take that long and you get something really good at the end of it but majority of the time that's not the case and you get something like this one to one while where we enjoy certain aspects of the film but other elements i'm like this was rushed uh why was this character like this what 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 am i supposed to think of like um i don't know uh raul, raul. okay raul's an interesting character you what do you know about raul raul i i wait like like, like what do you mean like where does uh as his character goes his Oh, I I think it's pretty decent. Well, I mean, because what? Like, Raul is uh, trans. Raul's a trans character. You right. don't get this film with Tim Burton. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying you don't get Tim this Burton film. Tim Burton would never. I mean, uh, I mean, God, I don't even, I feel that is true what I'm saying. But then again, there are, I'm sure there are some Tim Burton movies I haven't seen. But I just feel you don't get this movie with Tim Burton. Raul's a trans character. I feel that's huge. It is it is very huge. Cause one, it's doesn't even go said in the film. Uh it, it's very heavily like I feel like they make it as clear 
as they can without just outright saying, oh, Raul is trans. They like, they never outright said it, uh, I think. Yeah, they do leave like breadcrumbs, but I looked up a little interview with Henry Selleck. Um, they were just like, we want to put a boy in this all girls school setting, which is uh, Russ Bank Catholic. And they're right. like, well, how do we do that without making it sound stupid? Oh, I'll just make them a trans character. There and honestly, go. I'm like, perfect. Be Welcome easy. to the 21st century. Problem solved. Right. It's like not that hard. Like, don't come up with some convolute. All oh, the boys' schools were destroyed. No, just <laughs> you can have some the, trans the, characters. The, the, the Claxons destroyed all the all the all boys schools outside of town. So <laughs> this is the this is the closest school. Oh my, I bet you an early draft of this of this script had that. I guarantee. I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm sure. And then I think somewhere down the line, they're just like, let's be, let's not that they're being woke, but they're like, can we just be decent people? And <laughs> can we make this know, easier on us? <laughs> right. You know, and, and outside of, you know, Raul being a trans character, I feel, you know, I, as I was saying, the cast is very diversified. They had a whole falafel guy. Uh, falafel? Uh, the the food truck she went to, um, the food truck. Oh my god! Like the only person that knew her when she was a kid. Um, oh, he was there for like five minutes. No, or I mean, he was there in the council scene, Mister Fozzy. Oh, okay. But I'm saying you don't see that a lot, and if, when you talk about like Nightmare and Coraline, yeah, and you know all those other stop motion films, I feel we've been they've been growing in inclusion you know yeah uh yeah. mr the 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 crazy gym guy who captures demons i guess he he's a paraplegic um right um, the main the preppy trio um uh, including the claxton's daughter right she's she's mixed one of them is uh indian i believe indian yeah and the other is uh asian right also uh, the I, I I don't know what her role or her position is, but the person that drove Cat to the school in the beginning of the oh, movie, yeah, of American, yeah, right. Um, they, I, I think they got a, I think they got a little bit of everyone except for a single white person. No, the only what, the only white, person, white is person is the is the Claxton mom. Oh wow, the most evil person, the most the evil movie. person, right? Who chose to, tries to choke out her british black husband at who, the end of the film who is very do you, do you feel like he impersonated someone no he's british he um but did, he looked a lot like oh another, the wig the wig is it the, the wig? wig the suit the stout nature ah uh, like, yeah you feel like it was a caricature commentary. there could be some commentary on that yeah okay yeah i think you okay. can make that i think you can make that parallel <laughs> that, that's what uh, i was thinking when i was watching it because i'm like is he supposed to be a playoff someone? And then I'm like, oh. Now that you right. mention it, I think I can see it. So I actually know I do see it. <laughs> the so. toupee, the toupee. Oh <laughs> yes, no, no, no. it is. No, it is. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was like on the fence about it. Like, oh, maybe it is or not. But then at the end of the movie, when you realize that the toupee falls off. Yes, it end, falls off. Right. That a hundred percent is is our boy. Our boy, <laughs> not not my boy, <laughs> my boy. Twenty twenty four, here we come. Not my boy, but oh yeah, my you God. see, um, majority of these characters I did enjoy. 
I enjoyed Raul. I enjoyed uh, the uh, uh, Saban, Shaban, the Claxton daughter, and her kind of coming to realize her parents are just sucky. Um, right, right. And Cat too. I really, I do like Cat. Uh, I felt it wasn't overtly hardened. Uh, character you never felt like she was a little too mean at some points like i mean can you, times, can you lighten up cat a little bit yes at times where she's like i don't have friends and here's raul clearly being a friend raul's like standing uh, right next to her when she says right. those lines <laughs> i have no friends I'm like i mean bitch. at the end of the day she was just in denial but see these i i, I find these characters were enjoyable uh james hong this guy is funny too you just yeah it's just like there's so much other things going on that you don't really get that time with them uh but i feel the characters were a, a stronger element to the film right now i think it's the characters uh probably the middle the plot is at the low and then as you stated earlier the aesthetic what did you think about the animation sequences like the little dream sequences like when um. they showed cats past Oh, those were really good. I, I those were them. incredible. Yeah, they were really, really good because they would they would kind of show off like some 2D animation, but like it was still stop motion in a way. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a perfect blend. Yeah. Perfect right. Blend. And like, the, again, the aesthetic of this movie, I can really get behind. Like, let me get this out of the way. If I'm judging this film just based off of aesthetic, 10 out of 10. 10 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, of course, easily. of course. Like, uh, it, music it, music helps too. I think the punk rock soundtrack does really right. good for this film. I feel like nothing was out of place with the music. There, was a, there wasn't a single song where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be dated in three years. Uh, <laughs> like in a, oh God, uh, what, did they play Power from Kanye? <laughs> or or you, know, you know what I thought they might have played? Uh, you might love this. What? I thought Bad Reputation might come on. I don't oh give a damn God. about my bad reputation. And it would have fit. It would have it fit. fit. It would have been cringe. <laughs> but <laughs> it would have fit. Like, I can already see at least two scenes where where it would have fit perfectly. I still would have winced. I'm glad they didn't do it. But I could see where some uh, less artistic people behind the scenes would have been like, yeah, you know what would be a great idea? Let's put bad reputation on, on this part right here. Right. Um, I, I think they knew what they wanted. They said, let's, there is a genre of music that is often unexplored. Let's give credit to where credit's due. <laughs> let's not do the easy Shrek soundtrack cop out. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Shrek is a masterpiece. And there that is no a masterful slander. soundtrack. I agree. I agree. Um, um, so, so what was it about the, the Claxons killing, um, uh james hong that you wanted to bring up from earlier? wasn't it it was super violent they whack it, him on the head they whack his head off is him. that what happened no 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 no. they clocked him on the head and he drowned he got okay. knocked down that's why his face is blue for the rest of the time right he's revived right. and i was like that's really violent uh, and it yeah. caught it, it really caught caught me off guard the beginning of the film with the crashing and the the car going underwater and they drowned too that i just realized their faces were blue too um, oh wow they were yeah the parents when they came back 
Yeah. Um, and you know that that's an element I, I want to get into too. I feel like because I, I noticed it a lot more when the parents came back. And I get it, you don't want to waste time on things that ultimately don't matter, I guess. But I feel like the way the people that were alive reacted to the literal dead coming from the oh. ground, like How coming to life. Oh, so they're back. They're back. Okay. Like, oh my God. I I think probably the most egregious moment is when um Raul's mother is having that town council meeting to vote on the prison. <laughs> what the hell is this? They, they they're about to vote against the Claxons and then the, the board members that have been dead for years come back and they're like, Oh my god, they're allowed to vote. Yes, they are. It's Five to four, the Claxons win. I'm like, what the hell? You guys are gonna accept this? <laughs> what okay. the hell? When you put it like that, it's actually kind of funny. I I thought it was, it's ridiculous, it's, it's absurd, and it's I think, absurd. I think that's what you have to accept because the rest of the film treats it that way too. Like people just uh, like come back from the dead, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. I, I love the, the principal's line. My exaggerations of my death or <laughs> tales of my death were greatly exaggerated. He says it like twice. That, yes. Yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah. That. Like they had I a whole it. funeral. They buried him. They buried him. They mourned him. I mean, the students mourned him. I'm like, oh, wow. This must be very traumatic. And then they're like jumping for joy when they hear him on the intercom. Oh, mind you, his head is always like, like sunken in because right. that's how hard they hit him Which, they broke his neck i i guess yeah that blows my mind because you see the shadow like when when uh mrs Claxon uh clax um his character in the head you see his shadow like go like you see the shadow of his head match his body where it's going down yeah right so i it, i re i rewound that scene like twice and i'm like did they just decapitate him? Like, because his head is like not where his shoulders are on his shadow. I feel I feel that might be worse than decapitated because they just they just destroyed uh how many discs in the vertebrae <laughs> to get the head down to shoulder height. She got a swing. She got right. a swing. My God. The scene where uh sister Helly falls and clocks her head oh, on blood. the ground. And I was like, damn, that's like blood. I'm like, they took it there. But they it was took like, it there, right? I, I, I mean, I was like, it, it wasn't like so overtly egregious. It was just so noticeable against the rest of the film, these overtly violent scenes. And then, right. as you said, most of the characters just kind of moving on. Uh, she cracked her skull, put a Band-Aid on. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. She'll, she'll come back later. Never. They're does. they're they're back from the dead. No biggie. Oh look, my uh, parents! Hooray! <laughs> right, even kind of in you know, I don't think this film has necessarily a tone issue. Uh, part of me felt the big reveal as far as the parents being brought back to life did not resonate with me emotionally. Yeah, uh, I was expecting it to. Um, right, right. Because there was buildup to it. Like I, there was. I, I thought maybe the film, and maybe this would have, maybe it would have been a better film. I thought maybe they were gonna go the route where they resurrect the parents, but Cat doesn't get to see them until like maybe the end of the film. 
because yeah because of circumstances like you know as soon as they get close the parents get abducted or cat gets transported to some weird limbo world or whatever like but they never physically meet despite them trying to do that until the end which when you get to the end it's like you realize oh this cream is not permanent uh they're only back for a limited amount of time now i only have this amount of time to spend with you guys i feel like the emotion would have hit a lot more like what you said i wasn't resonating with cat meeting up with her parents and i felt like i was supposed to because I, right. I, I i was supposed to feel bad that she was mourning the loss of her parents because a lot of it she feels like is because it's her fault you know had she not screamed in that moment they never would have been distracted to like veer off the bridge in the beginning and then ultimately drown right um, so yeah I, uh, yeah it just felt like their reunion happened at the wrong point in the film right. to where it just isn't i don't know it doesn't mesh well with whatever the hell else is going on in the film so yeah it's like um they had a really nice dartboard of a layout as far as like we said the aesthetics were great the animation is phenomenal uh the characters a lot most of the characters are really fun and enjoyable but then yeah you just have some issues here with the plot, some unexplained parts of the lore, and overall, some of these emotional scenes are not really hidden as hard as they could. Where does that leave us with the rest of the film? Uh, well, you get your uh, Avengers Assemble. You do. End. You really do. <laughs> Again, everybody realizes the Claxons are in the wrong. Uh, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Legit. No, you're literally, literally. Uh, did she stop a bulldozer at one point? I don't know if she stopped it. There were some people that like straight up manhandle with their bare fists, like, like just hold it. I think um who was the um the the, the Van Helsing character? Oh, the, Manberg, Manberg. I there was one part where the bulldozer just rammed into him and he was holding it with his like I thought maybe his wheelchair was gonna like transform into something like super cool, like some like giant thing to like hold back so that he has grip on the bu bulldozer, but no, he, he was just holding it. I, I, I don't think he was holding it back, but he was trying to hold it back with his bare fist. And I'm like, it, it looked like it was working at some point. You had the parents throwing snowballs at the bulldozer. I'm right. Like, I was like, y'all gotta. Is this snow day? That Nickelodeon garbage movie? <laughs> what is they did this? more. They did more work in snow day than these <laughs> parents did with their snowballs. So um, I was like, oh my God, just what is, what is going on? And you have this again, just weird, weird stuff. Cat can see the future. Okay, uh, actually, what? I would. I was just reminded of that. That was brought up in the very beginning. You know, when she saved uh, Shaban, and then it's never brought up again until she the gets end. the closure on right. her hand. But then it's, it's, it's. It was a great idea, and I thought that was gonna be Cat's thing moving forward. And then it's just kind of dropped and literally not brought up again. It's literally forgot about 
just to bring it up towards the end of the movie so that we can have our Avengers Assemble moment. Because it, it's because of Kat's vision that kind of unites everyone to be like, we can change the future. Destiny is not written in stone. We must change it. Tatakai! Right. <laughs> Tatakai! <laughs> I so, guess it's like oh I just hate I hate when they do stuff like that in movies just this contrived like I feel like she doesn't need that she doesn't need anything about that because they don't do anything with it you're right she does save uh Saban in the beginning of the movie when, when that brick was gonna fall on her I thought there was gonna be maybe even some tension with like the how that scene played out you know uh because at first Cap thinks, oh, Raul did that on purpose. She, she, he just legit tried to kill me with that. Uh, but it's it's literally resolved in like a couple seconds. Uh, yeah, after and then the also as same thing with the the uh, awakening of the dead, she can see the future, and they're like, yay, we gotta have her in her inner circle. <laughs> That's so Raven having ass. <laughs> I get her right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I don't, uh, yeah a, a lot of it's like a lot of ideas that they just forgot were on the dartboard and then it's never really fully fleshed out. And I think that's the movie's biggest detriment. Yeah, it's just they have a lot of really cool ideas. Just they're we're not we're not given enough time with them. Honestly, honestly, this might be wild to say. Oh. I don't even think this film should be called Wendell and Wild. Oh my God! Yes, I was so like I was so confused why the film was called that because it it implies as if they're the main characters, right. and I would say they are part of the main cast. I guess like like they're they're the catalyst that starts everything, right? Like they yeah, yeah. they they kind of are the reason why things are even happening, but like. I feel like they're not enough in the film. Like, I feel like Kat and Wendell and Wilde don't even have that much interaction. They really don't have that much. And they're like, she's like, and again, uh, uh, thematically speaking, I thought there was a lot going on uh, that we were going to see fleshed out when she kept saying, they're my demons, you know? And it's like in a metaphorical sense. Yeah. Kat is not dealing with her own personal demons. And then she has the physical manifestations of her demons. And yet, as you said, they barely have any scenes or like significant scenes with each other. Where Right. They have interactions where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring your parents back to life. But and then like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, no, that's it. Right. There's nothing significant that they have. And it makes me wonder, like, why was this called Wendell? And why the name is cool. Like, it's I, great I, name. I, great name. It, it, it makes me think about it, but like because those are characters in the movie that have no significance, I'm I'm left wondering like why? Why was it why was it called this? Um oh my god, like uh I'm trying to think of like an example. Oh, a movie um, that's name does not match anything going on. Yeah, like uh Ooh, um I, I, I know afterwards I'm gonna think of like twenty. Um, my mind was ready to say Zathura, but that's not right. Ew, Zathura! <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of. I'm, I'm trying to think of really mediocre Jumanji. movies. I, I'm trying to think of some really mediocre movies. Nothing's coming to mind right now. 
Uh, <laughs> um, th- th- there are movies that have done this before. Yeah, where... no, no doubt. There are, there are. I um, just can't think of any right now. It's uh, it's it's just super weird. I don't know why they called it Wendell and Wild. Uh, it's a cool name. I like it, but when you're trying to make it tie back into okay, it's a cool name. Why did you call it that? It that's where it starts to fall apart. Well, not where it starts. It it falls apart before that. This is one of the pieces as to why, uh, you know, I'm pulling apart the Jenga blocks and the, <laughs> the it's leaning back and forth. It's about to fall, but th- there's that center. There's that center that's not giving away, and that's the film's aesthetic. It, it's holding strong. It's it's the fattest Jenga block holding this tower together. <laughs> um, so. That's what's going on with me for uh, the rest of the film, and 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 kind of even when she says goodbye to her parents at the end, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. Like, yeah, it, didn't didn't feel that much, right? Right, no, it didn't. It was like, oh, cat, we have to go. We're proud of you. You know, stay true mm-hmm. to yourself. Goodbye. And that's- well, also, I mean, it, it it and you can infer or it is implied that. Wendell and Wilde's theme park we're going to be able to I don't know visit oh yeah yeah um, you'll be able to see your parents again right and I'm I guess it's because it's like kind of like a gateway between the land of the living and dead so I'm I'm, I'm guessing that because I I do know what you're talking about there were there were implications at the end like oh well it's not it's not a hundred percent goodbye. We just got to make our theme park and uh, right. It, it's not over. Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, even even the resolution with Wendell and Wild and their their father, like uh, Basil Bub, the Basil uh, Bub? Buffalo, ba- Buffalo, whatever. Yeah. I call him Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, that I don't know. Like that was just kind of weird. Um, you know, I, interesting. There was kind of an overarching a lot of parental uh oh yeah, you know, there kind of there was a lot theme going yeah. on. You had him, Wendell and Wild, you had Kat and her parents, uh Shaban and the Claxtons. Uh there was and oh well even Raul and his mom, they she mentions, you know, I'll do anything for my son. A lot of that going on. I think that worked, right. but it was also just something I feel was not as fleshed out. Um, right. Would you say, I mean, I guess this is the last thing and it could be really quick. Is there an extra, is there, is there a commentary on the prison system and school system in this film? I I, I think there is. Uh, They wanted to funnel the juvenile delinquents into a poorly funded school and that way they end up in prison. I could have sworn that was a plot to another movie. I I or a show, I don't know if I'm thinking. No, it 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 definitely is not Orange Is the New Black. Um, but uh, I feel like I've heard this plot thread before. I might have to dig a little bit to find it. But um, I know there's a commentary on like you know just private prisons in general. I don't of know course, about this this grand thing that the Claxons had where they had this cycle <laughs> where <laughs> you send them to the school so that they could break the cycle, but you really don't want them to break the cycle so that they come back into the prison, rinse rip- like I maybe there is something on that that it, there's a discussion for. I know pri- private prisons in general are frowned upon a lot. Of course, of course. Um uh for for the reasons that are raised in this film as well, but 
you kind of lose that when you get into the complexity of <laughs> what they were trying to do. Well, I just feel that's something really prevalent that I walked away with versus everything else going on in this film. I was like, they were trying to say something about prisons <laughs> and schooling. They were. I feel like they were. There was some. I mean, they were the main antagonistic force. Forget, forget the, forget the hell maidens. What, what were they saying about prisons? <laughs> we, we've got to have money. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out. I, I, I wonder if people are gonna like, you know, are they gonna resonate? Not resonate, but like, is that the takeaway? Not everything we that we have said. But like, right, is that going right. to be their takeaway? It's this giant I, conversation on schooling and prisons. We'll see. It's uh, oh goodness. Um, I we're we're left with uh, you know a film that is for the most part all over the place um, from its its story, some of its themes. Uh, the, the the character arcs that you want to see resolution for because you enjoy, well, I mean, we even said it in here, like we enjoy just the simple inclusion of some of these characters. Like I like Raul's character a lot. I want to like him more, but the film doesn't give me enough time to actually like that character. Um, you know, same goes with a bunch of people again. And, they did Angela Bassett too dirty. I'm sorry. Like you don't you don't do that to to our queen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess overall, like if I was gonna rate the film, like between what, like one being the worst, or I guess zero is the worst, and then ten being the best. I a really strong seven. That's that's okay. kind of where I'm at, and I think that's fair. I think what holds it up again. We've been parroting this the entire time is the aesthetic the just the this medium is so hard to mess up because you don't finish a project like this unless you care about what you're making so again the designs the the you know the the nightmare hell themes that they have going on um even the back and forth between um wendell and wild you know it's your typical uh keaton and, and michael shit. yeah it, it is it's your it's your typical one but it's funny like i liked it when they were kind of going back and forth and they had their shtick going on um so all that was funny um and uh but I, again i feel like this is the main problem with the film i want to like it more and i can't because the stories all over the place, the characters, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a seven is like the max I would ever give it. Uh, yeah, seven's the max I would. And then now it makes me want to go and watch Cor Coraline because now I'm like, well, people were standing this movie before. Man, to this day. <laughs> is it? Well, actually, I, I want to know, you know, if I'm going to think it's at, uh, better than this movie or not. You've seen it. How would you, I guess overall, how would you rank this movie by itself? And oh. how do you think it compares with the um, the, the, the previous films, the Coraline and... I mean, uh, I can't speak on Coraline. I haven't seen wow. that movie in years, so I wow. really can't speak on it. Um, I will, I'm, I'm with you. This film, I'm going to give it a B minus. And it's only a oh. B minus because... 
there's uh, like the things I enjoyed are enough for me to give it this. And it's also, I feel just a really good step forward and overall. And again, you don't have this film if Tim Burton's involved. <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I'm gonna keep saying that, but it's, uh, but don't get me wrong. It's like a 79.91. It's right there. So wait, that that's a C plus. That ain't no B minus. Uh, in middle school, it gets boosted to a B. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm gonna give it that. I mean, uh, I mean, Nightmare is a musical, so it has that going for it. So, you know, that's another layer uh, that separates it from the rest. Coraline is a straight, in, well, I mean, Coraline is also by Neil Gaiman, who's also just an incredible author. Uh, Henry Selleck just brought it to life. But, uh, you know, that's a very straightforward plot, you know. Two worlds, evil mother, <laughs> get that bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but you see, I feel like that simplicity it was maybe, simplicity. Maybe yeah. that's what made people gravitate towards towards Coraline a lot more. You see, now I'm interested in seeing Coraline. Like I actually yeah, want to no, sit down I, and watch I, it from beginning to end. Maybe I we could come know. back and do a little retro piece on Coraline. I feel uh, like it would be welcome. Actually, yeah. yeah, it probably will be welcome. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, yeah, now I kind of go want to go watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've worked, if I'm talking works of Hen Henry Selick. I mean, I haven't seen James and the Giant Peach in forever, too. VHS. So. That was the last I mean, time I saw it. I saw that daycare years ago. I <laughs> it was probably VHS as well. Um, I don't want to rank the. Maybe we can go back and rank all Henry Selick's projects. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, all, I mean, there's all only four, four of them. Four. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we could do that. Um, you could. You could. So I, I don't know where it ranks amongst them because uh, there are things I dislike about or, all or, of them. Or, or, or just or don't you, gravitate with me. You know, we could do uh, one of those like rankings of like all those stop motion films that like kind of blend to get like, you know, uh, Corpse you know, Leica. Bride. Yeah, Corpse Leica. Bride. Leica is that company that did Coraline. Yes. Kubo. Yes. Missing Link. And there's. Oh, they did Missing one. Link too? The, the one with um, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, Zach Galifianakis, yes, they okay. did that. Okay, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I heard that one was. I haven't seen either. I heard it was great. Yeah, I heard it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could probably do like a, a rather than limiting oh. it to, to, to the director, maybe the studio. Like you know, Paranorman. I I've heard of Paranorman. Yeah. Paranorman, that's a really good one too. There you go. Uh, you could do. All right, there you go. We have an idea. That that, oh, that could yeah, be okay, a ranking yeah. list of uh studio. Stop like motion. A, Stop yeah, motion. Studio Leica. I mean, that doesn't include James and well, all we'll, we'll throw it in there just because it's they're like cousins. They're like first sure. cousins. They are. I mean, I feel there's no Leica without Henry Selleck. So there isn't. Yeah. Or like Leica doesn't blow up without Henry Selleck. Right. They, uh, what Henry Selleck walked so that Leica like could a, run. Exactly. No. Yeah. Literally. 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 There you go. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We can we can we can table this at the Yonko table and oh. we can come back. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could table this. But uh Window and Wild. Um definitely I I, I want people to go watch it. I don't want yeah, go to watch not it. watch it. Go yeah. watch it. I'm glad regardless of my problems with the movie, I'm still glad it was made. Um I I liked it. I I'm glad that I watched Wendell and Wild. Um Yeah, yeah, same. I think if you're a fan of the genre in general, like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas or 
um just the aesthetic of like stop motion animation you're really gonna like this like some of these shots i was really blown away with how they like there was one where they focused on it was in the very beginning of the movie where one of the wheels like ran over um uh like like ice and the ice was like on top of like water a little bit and it it was the wagon that was pulling um cat not the wagon but the the van the van that cat was in when she was being transferred over to the school oh, mm -hmm. there was a scene where the camera focused on one of the one of the car's wheels running over again something very simple just like 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 on the road there was like some ice cuz it was snowing and the way the wheel just ran over to that and you could like enmesh and like meld it into like water like it that was so appealing to see i i love that that it took is weeks easy that had to take him weeks to make that's, that's what i'm saying it's amazing what they can accomplish in stop motion right like without it not looking like stop motion right. so right credit where credit is due for sure for sure uh go yeah. watch it Go watch, watch it. it. It fits the season too, you know. Yeah, sure does. Close out your season right before winter really kicks in. So exactly. But yeah, I think that's uh that's it from us here at the Yonko table talking about the latest from Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele. Wendell and Wild. It's on Netflix right now, folks. Go spend your Halloween festivities, your final days watching this film but be sure to tune in to the yonko table we got new stuff coming at you every week so you know be on the lookout thank you for following us on all social media accounts facebook instagram twitter hey we got things popping on tiktok youtube want to see our lovely faces twitch dr chase is always streaming every other day or give or take so go check it out folks and of course if you want to join the discussion Please click the link below and join the Discord. We'd be popping off in the Discord about just about everything you can think of. All right. Uh, but without further ado, that's it from us. I am your Yonko host, Grandmaster Hoop. Fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. We're signing out. Take care.